Hey world, it's your girl Safia, aka GC Diva, and I'm here this week with a new co-host, Lauren. Lauren, you want to say hey? Hey guys. So yeah, Lauren's here, and we're going to get to know about Lauren and all of the amazing things she's doing in the community. But first, let's start with our drink of the week. Um, go ahead and let's toast to it, and then I want I want your opinion about the drink. It's really refreshing. I like it. Do you? Yeah. So it's light. I like it. Okay. Well, so here's the the drink of the week is a stargazer. And Lauren told me that she was a wine girl. She wasn't really into like alcohol. So I tried to find a wine tail instead of like a cocktail <laughs> this week. So we have our stargazer and it has Chardonnay, rum, orange, pineapple juice, and a drop of vanilla. I can definitely taste the vanilla. Yes, I can aftertaste. So that's what we're drinking. Um, so let's get to know Lauren. So Lauren, give us your elevator pitch. It can almost be like a dating ad, but this is like personally about you. What do the people need to know about Lauren? Okay, what do the people need to know? Um, Lauren is fun. And a little dramatic, but that's what makes her fun. Um, she's passionate about people and things in the community, helping the community. And she's a great friend, super loyal. <laughs> that's what you need to know. I love loyalty. Love loyalty. I am big on being loyal friends. Um, yes, girl. <laughs> because you can't really find that a lot these days, so... Shout out to the loyalty. Um, so if you had to describe yourself using one emoji, <laughs> what emoji would that be? What emoji would that be? Probably the firecracker emoji. You know, the one that's like, it's like red and it's like a, I don't even know how to explain it. Like a bomb almost went off. Um, but that's me because I feel like I'm full of life. Um, don't cross me because you'll see a different side of me. No, that's right. <laughs> but um, I'm passionate, so I put 100% in whatever I do. So it's just, you know, I'm just a firecracker. Okay, good firecracker. I would say mine was probably, mine would have to be the rolling eyes emoji. Like, <laughs> I feel like that kind yes. of describes me to a T. Yes, it does. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, yeah, because I'm always not here for the bullshit. So that's that's me in an emoji. Um, so are you dating, single, in a relationship? I just recently started dating again. Okay. Um, not anybody in particular, but just going on dates. Okay. I've been really busy, so now I'm trying to make time for my personal life. Oh, um, that's right, too, girl. Self-care. I'm self big into self-care. Yes. Doing what's best for yourself. <laughs> so, dating. So, we like. I feel like we can get into dating on a whole nother level, because um, I would say that I am like... Starting to get it back into the dating world, but it's kind of weird. Girl. It's like very strange. So I'm just like figuring it out just like everybody else. Uh, what what would you think? Okay, so we used to work together um, at a place. And so 
um, we were we we kind of dealt with this a lot. Um, would you be like, how would you feel about someone using a voucher on your first date? Like, are you open to that, or like, does that? Are you like, oh, what? Like, how do you feel about that? That is really interesting. I think for a first date, no, I would kind of give them the sad eye. I'd be like, really, a voucher, like. You couldn't, you know, it just makes it feel like you're, I'm not as special as I thought I was. I mean, so you're not here for dudes trying to save their coins. I, <laughs> not on the first date. No, I am not here okay. for dudes trying to save their coins on the first date. I mean, I would agree because I don't think that there's anywhere that haven't been in that space like that. I would think that was acceptable for a first date. Yeah. So, no. I mean... I'm all for people saving their coins and budgeting, but less. I used to be that girl. And I'm going to tell you this story. I used to be that girl. I was dating a guy and he kept telling me like, I'm building, I'm building, like I'm, I'm saving my money. So, you know, we went to Chipotle on our first date and I was, Mm -hmm. I was cool with it. I was like, you know, I appreciate you building and trying to save your money. Right. Um, yeah, but I actually caught him on another date. Oh. Yes, I went to Mastro's. I don't know if you've been Mm -hmm. downtown. Right, the steakhouse? Yes, but that's about $40 to $50 a plate. Okay. Why are you taking that girl out there and I'm eating Chipotle? So at that point, I realized, oh, he was running game. (laughs) You weren't really trying to save money. Right, he was saving his coins for For, that date. For her, That's what he was saving his coins for. So when I caught him out there, I was like, no, 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 never again will I eat Chipotle trying to be a down chick or whatever. Nope. (laughs) I'm done. No voucher on the first date. Sorry. Okay. Yes. I mean, I just feel like once you get to know somebody, like the, that, those things might be fine. Like you guys are building towards something. But exactly. I'm sorry. Like on the first date, I want the stops pulled out for me. And that's just how I am as a person. Amen. Everybody's different though. Yes. Okay. Well, that is all of the like intro questions I have for you. We're going to get into the hot topics, which are, I'm going to ask you some more questions. Um, so DC restaurant week is coming up. Um, it's August 14th to the 20th. So go check that out. Uh, do you have any, you, um, mentioned the steakhouse, but do you have any other restaurants in DC that you really love? Or you would say like during a restaurant week, I want to go to that restaurant. Um, I really love steak, so I don't know if you've been to Bourbon Steakhouse. No, what's It's that? the Four Seasons um, restaurant mm. in Georgetown. That's one of my favorite restaurants. It's really nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I love that one. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Girl. The drinks are amazing. Okay. Like, all the drinks. Every drink I've had is amazing there. And you just don't get wine. You get actual No, I don't, get, <laughs> I don't just get wine there. Okay. Cool. Um, so, I'm not sure if you've heard, but there is a black love show that is going to be coming on OWN, Oprah's Network. It's going to air on Tuesday, August 29th, 10 p.m. And then some of the couples that they're going to have on it are like... Viola Davis and her husband, mm. um, Megan Good and her husband, Tia and her husband. So just, you know, what they would say are strong examples of black love and just kind of like talking through love. Um, do you have any couples, any black love couples that you would want to see on a show like that? 
any black love couples that I want to see. Oh, Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker. Yeah, that's a good I one. I love them. Okay. I think they're so real and down to earth. They're gorgeous. They're a gorgeous couple, mm-hmm. but they're real, and I really love that about them. Yeah, I didn't even think about them. Yeah, that would be good. I'm excited to see um, what this show's going to be about, though. Like, it looks like from the trailer, they're, like, telling stories about how they met. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, their relationship and how they built together. So, we'll see what that... I'm, I'm excited for this positive, like, view in Black Love because a lot of the things that we're seeing aren't that positive, like... You know, the love and hip-hops of the world and the side (laughs) chicks of Charlotte or whatnot. Girl, yes. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, Okay, and then what about Kaepernick? Are you a football fan? I am not a big football fan. But you know what's going on with Kaepernick. I do know what's going on, yeah. Um, Thoughts on that? I mean, I think it is... it's expected that he didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the other football players who have so much to say about his appearance and say, like, oh, don't be so vocal with your protest. It's literally a silent protest, like, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like you see a lot of different perspectives when it comes to race in this country. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's the sacrifice. He's making him a huge sacrifice right now for us, and I appreciate it just like – you know, Malcolm X did and Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. So I really admire his strength. Um, and I hope that, you know, things turn around for him um, because he is a very talented player. Yeah. So I'm very surprised that he hadn't got picked up. So I'm like, I like football. I love football season. I like watching football. Do I know every single rule about football? No, <laughs> I would be lying if I said I did. But like, I have a team and I stand by my team. So. When the first year that I played fantasy football, he was the quarterback for me. He was my main quarterback, and I won that year. So I'm like, he (laughs) gotta be decent. Exactly. He gotta be a decent player. Like, he got me good points. So why aren't people signing him? Um, I think it's crazy, but yeah, again, like you said, he was the sacrifice, and I think that he is enjoying like doing all of the nonprofit stuff that he's doing and helping the community and people that don't have so I mean it's not all about I guess at the end of the day the money and the lifestyle Um, I think he's a great example of you know he loved this sport and he was doing it as a career but he also has other things that he's passionate about so We'll see what happens with that. I mean, I've been talking to some of my guy friends, and they seem to think that he will be signed before um, I think so too. the season starts. So, we'll see. We'll see. Kudos to Kaepernick. Yes. yes. We're going to keep an <laughs> eye on that. Okay. So, the reason that you're here is to talk about your nonprofit work and everything that you're doing for the community. So, first of all... Lauren didn't mention, but she is a Howard University graduate. H-U. Right. You know. So, we're out here doing things. 
So, of course, I had to come um, have you on talking about what you're doing in the D.C. community because you're not even necessarily from this community. You did go to school here, but so where are you from originally? I'm originally from North Carolina, Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. And you came here um, for college, fell in love, I'm assuming, because you're still here. (laughs) Um, And so now you are working in the community. So tell us a little bit about your nonprofit. I mean, you can start with the pitch that you have, your elevator pitch for your nonprofit, and then we can get into it from there. Um, okay. But yeah, let's hear about it. Um, so I have a nonprofit called Call to Action. Um, so it came together after the death of Philando Castile last year, um, July 10th, 2016 is when Call to Action was born. Um, but after the death of Philando Castile, the DC community came together um, just to empower each other and kind of uplift each other because after the you know unarmed black men were dying in the street mm-hmm. during traffic stops, um, I felt like I had to do something and I just sat back and I was watching you know story after story and case after case and I'm like, well, what can I do to get involved? Like, how mm-hmm. can I make a difference? Um, so that's when Call to Action was born and we are comprised of three pillars: so education political policy and economics and we feel like if these three pillars are made stronger then they'll have a positive impact on the black community in dc um so right now our education pillar has a nine-week curriculum called village wellness that we have been shopping around to schools and it's just teaching kids in middle school about black history like where they come from that we come from kings and queens we're not from slavery like our history did not start in slavery Mm -hmm. um you know you guys come from a long lineage of inventors and scientists so we explore different um not so well-known inventors and scientists just to expose the kids um to different things like that and then leadership skills and goal setting um, just giving them a sense of pride and confidence in who they are and being proud to be black. So yeah. that's what our curriculum is about. And I'm so proud of it. And I feel like the kids are really, really learning and taking a lot from it. Okay. So we're going to get into all the pillars, but I want to start there. You, I think it's really one thing that you said that really stood out to me was that we are kings and queens. Our Amen. history did not start with slavery. And that was, like, it was really like, yeah, she's right. Like, (laughs) because if you think about it in the history books and everything that we learn in school, it always starts, we are introduced into the story at slavery. Yep. So I think that that's big that we are taking it a step like taking steps back like no that's not where we started we were already a people we were already kings and queens before that so Mm -hmm. how are the children responding to that and (laughs) like even just like the nine-week program in general um i think there was one point where we said we taught them that we invented mathematics um back in africa and that we came up with the concept of bathing And the kids were like, what? We invented that? And I was like, yeah, we took that to the Europeans and they thought it was like black magic. Like they put this soap in the water and bubbles come and they thought it was black magic. And it's like, no, it's not. Like that's how you clean yourself. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know to take a bath, Mm -hmm. you know? So then when you expose kids to the truth that's been hidden from them for so long, they, you really see a light bulb go off and Mm -hmm. they're like, wow, you know, I am different. I am 
you know, I do come from a lineage of smart, intelligent people. Um, so yeah, so seeing that light bulb moment with the kids is always really special. Yeah, I would imagine so. So I, one thing that I feel like people say about millennials is like, we come up with these theories and we come up with these things and we just kind of use it as Bible and like, this is what you should believe. (laughs) So if somebody was to come to you and say, okay, you're saying that, where is your research? Like, where did you find this information? How do you know that this is true? What would you say in the, in that case? Okay, so um, we have a lot of different books and scholars that we, um, you know, studied and researched when we were coming up with the curriculum. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of study on Imhotep and, you know, all of the work in Africa and then what has happened in um, America and, you know, where our story is in America and different inventors and things like that. So we actually spent about six months just researching okay, to get our facts straight, you mm-hmm, know, so that right. we can fact check when people do ask that because no fake news over here, no fake news <laughs> over here. So exactly. Um, and so we've worked with a lot of uh, different um, professors and teachers to kind of come up with how we want to really reach the kids mm-hmm. and you know what facts are worth putting in there and you know what facts matter to them and what they'll think is important um, so yeah so we've played around with it for about a year and it's fully complete now so okay. we just completed it um, yeah but we put our heart and soul in this that's good that's good <laughs> I'm glad that this came about because you were frustrated because I feel like as a black woman and just as a black in general or I would feel like as a a person um in general you would be frustrated with what was happening um with all of the unarmed black men and women being shot and killed by police and you know nothing happening so People are protesting and um, hashtagging and putting <laughs> things on social media, but it really takes somebody special to like say no. Like, what can I actually do to give back to my community? So that's great. Um, Thank you. As far as the other pillars, what are the other pillars up to? So right now we have frozen the other pillars to focus on education. Okay. Um, just because right now we don't have the manpower to build all three pillars at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to focus on each pillar and building it and making it strong. Because anything I put my name on, it's going to be tight. Okay? I know that's right. <laughs> so, that's the Howard in you, girl. Exactly. <laughs> we went to Howard, so we know. So I'm going to always put my best foot forward. So if I'm not ready to expand right now, I'm not going to expand. Right. So right now I'm focusing on education. I'm making that pillar as strong as possible. Um, I'm, we have uh, different programs being implemented right now as we speak. Okay. So, you know, once that one can basically take off and you know do its own thing kind mm-hmm. of run on its own right then i'll focus on the financial pillar mm-hmm. and building that up so that's the next one okay yeah. um so if somebody did want to get involved with call to action how would they get involved with it okay i'm glad you asked of course <laughs> so we have a website it's ctaction.com and you can click on the get involved tab on the website okay um you can fill out your interest so in if you're interested in any pillar, if you're interested in mentoring kids or teaching kids or building the curriculum or anything like that, um, 
you can also um, fill that out and let us know and then we'll get back to you within 24 hours um, with an assignment or you know when our next meeting or event is um, and there's also a donate button down there so right. you can also click that and you can also donate because we are a nonprofit organization so everything we do is based off of the contributions that the community gives us yeah that was definitely going to be my next question because <laughs> it's, like, it's like you everybody wants to be involved with so much we want to excel at work we want to give back to our community we want to have a social life we want to date we want to do all this so yes. if somebody doesn't actually have the time to get involved with call to action they can still donate um and i'm gonna have her leave all this information um, with me, so I'll post it on our social media channels if awesome. you, so you guys can get involved. <laughs> um, but if you don't have time and you do have money, definitely donate um, and help this sister out because she's doing some great things. Um, so I feel like I watched a video or I don't know. It was something through social media where... You were talking about, or maybe Call to Action was talking about microaggressions. Was that something yes. that you guys discussed? Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> for people that don't know, what would you say is a microaggression? Like, how do you... Because that was something that you all were teaching to the children, Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. Okay, yes. so how did you... How did you explain that to a child that was actually one of our favorite lessons to teach okay um so basically a microaggression is any time that you feel different or isolated embarrassed sad mad angry any of those negative emotions because of something somebody said or did that was kind of shady so it was like that underlying shade they weren't like overtly racist to you but they tried to make you feel different because you were black or because mm -hmm. you were a woman um, so that's a microaggression, that feeling that you feel. Okay. Um, so we played a game with the kids, and we said, you have to guess your race. Um, guess the race of the person that I'm talking about. So I said, um, I have five kids by three different women. I'm known to be a hothead, and I made a new career. I just had a new career change, um, and I used to be on TV. And so all of the kids, 100% of the kids said black. Mm -hmm. They thought that it was somebody off Love and Hip Hop, apparently. Lord. and Because um, um, that's what our kids know. Exactly. <laughs> they all said, oh, that's so-and-so from Love and Hip Hop. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. The person was Donald Trump. So, Lord. Exactly. And they were the, like... The president. Oh, you guys can't see my air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes. <laughs> the so-called so president of the United States. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So... Um, they were really surprised to know that we were talking about a white guy because apparently white guys don't fit that description. Mm -hmm. So we had to really get away from perceptions and understanding that people are all the same. There aren't, there's no one way to be black and there's no one way to be white. Um, so we had to move away from that and like talk about how kids see their hair texture. And if someone's like, oh, you have nice hair or you have smooth hair, you got that good hair. And it's like, is that a microaggression if you don't have that quote unquote good hair? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why are you trying to make me feel different because my hair isn't European? Right. So, yeah. So that's what microaggression was. Um, that was a really good lesson. I think they really enjoyed that one. We've been asked to do that one multiple times. That's okay. like a favorite lesson. That's good. I mean, I think it's good to start young. Um, do you think, have you dealt with any microaggressions like at work what? or every day <laughs> not every, every day. day every day girl yes oh wow okay um so when you are placed in a situation and 
you feel like there's something like that's being like shady said towards <laughs> you, how would you, what would be your advice, even to a child, to an adult, what would be your advice to, as to how do you would deal with that situation? Okay. So for me, I realized that when I am faced with a microaggression, especially at work, um, it's because that they don't spend that much time with people that don't look like them. So they're not comfortable around black people or black women. Um, so I have to know that how I react, they're going to write me off as that's how all black women are going to act. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I try to make it a teachable moment instead of like, you know, getting loud or, you know, trying to tell them off. I'm like, okay, you know, this person is a little ignorant. I can let them know that what they're saying is not okay. Mm -hmm. um, I try to remain calm because if I do get upset and if I do show my emotions, then it just falls into the trap that right. they already think I'm the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. So I know that I have kind of like the weight of black women on my shoulders because I represent black women to them because they don't get to see a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So the way I react is important because I want when Safia comes in there, I want her to get a fair shot. So I'm doing it for all my sisters too. Right. And I would say all of our brothers too because exactly. they're I feel like they're they're men, but they're still black. And when people when people see us and I mean everybody is different, but I feel like I identify with my race before I identify Absolutely. with my gender. So in those cases, I know that I am representing for an entire race before I am representing for an agenda. So um, I think that it's important, like you said, to stay calm in those moments. And, and you know it's them. hard, girl. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've been um, approached in the bathroom and asked to touch my hair and all that stuff. All the time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you say about someone that says, like, you guys, you know, you guys are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> all this pro-black stuff means that you're anti-white. Um, you, you, why do you have to be pro black? What, why don't all lives matter? Like, I love the all what, lives matter. <laughs> what, what would be your response to that? Um, does pro black mean anti white? That is actually a quote that I live by. Pro black does not mean anti white. I honestly have no problems with white people. Um, I want to go into the hood. I want to go into the black community and tell them that we matter because they're the ones that need to know it. It's not about if white people know that black lives matter. You know, that's not important to me at all because mm -hmm. they live their life. They live in a totally different white world that, you know, they're not in touch with what's going on in our world. So I'm not going to say reality, but in our reality. Mm -hmm. um, so well, most our, of them are. Some, yeah. <laughs> we do have some. We have a few. Allies. <laughs> we have a few. Um, and thank God for those. You know, any ally helps. Um, but yeah, so I would just say, you know, being anti, being pro-black is not anti-white. Because we've been taught for as long as I can remember since the beginning of this country that we're less than, that we're second class citizens. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Jim Crow laws were for 80 years. 80 years they had stupid laws that black people couldn't eat ice cream except on Sunday on the 4th of July. Like what stupid law, you know, and we mm -hmm. were believing it and we were living it and we were constantly taught that. 
But why were they teaching us that? Because they knew that we were powerful beyond measure and they knew that we were something, we were a threat to them. So they had to constantly make us feel like we were less than, but that's what call to action is here to do. And we're here to reverse all of that and, you know, tell them the truth. Like you are powerful beyond measure Mm -hmm. and you are great and you are talented and now it's time for you to walk in it. Right. That's so, like, this This is amazing. I just, I knew I had to get you on here to talk about this because <laughs> I want more people to know about what is happening in D.C. Um, and how they can get involved. So, I'm going to have you plug your website and any social media <laughs> for a call to action one more time before we take a break um, and come back with our listener question. But again, you all, this is a great nonprofit to get involved with if you need something to do, um, if you need somebody to donate to, (laughs) this is the place. Like, we want to make sure that we are giving back to um, our underserved communities and um, here in D.C. especially. so go ahead, Lauren. Go ahead and plug those um, channels. Okay. So our website is ctaction.com. And then our Instagram is call to underscore action. That's C-A-L-L-T-O underscore action. A-C-T-I-O-N. Um, so those are our two social media channels right now. So yeah, just get involved and follow um, we're up to some pretty amazing things in the future, so I'm really excited. That's great, and congrats on the one year. Yes, thank you. Congrats <laughs> on the one year. I remember the party that you guys had um, at the... At Smith Public Trust. Yes, yeah. Smith Public Trust. Um, Black-owned business, by the way, in yeah. D.C. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it and it feels like it hasn't even been in a year But it's so good that you guys have been up to all of these great things. And I can't wait to see what's next with finances because I'm all about the coins and making sure that we (laughs) recycle those coins within our community. So I can't wait to hear about it. Um, We're going to go ahead and take a break and then come back with our listener question. We are back with um, the listener question. We have refilled our stargazers um, because, as Lauren said, it's very refreshing. Yes. So we're going to have our refreshments. Um, (laughs) All right. So I had somebody write in to me, and I feel like at the age that we're at, a lot of us may be going through this, or, I mean, I'm not going through it because I'm single as fuck, but... (laughs) There may be people that are going through it because they've been dating. So, here's the question. Dear Juicy, I've been with my boyfriend for about three years. We are currently living together and have been for the past two years. There are no major issues in our relationship, and I love the way we have grown together. Our four-year anniversary is coming up, and I have a feeling he's going to propose. While I love him in our relationship, I do not think I am ready to be married, even though it seems like the next step in our relationship. I think I need more time and the day is approaching. What should I do? Please help. 
Oh, girl. <sighs> Wait, let me take a sip of this I drink. I know. Again, I feel like all of these questions, I just need to sip my drinks. Mm-hmm. So, advice. Do you have advice for this sister? <laughs> well, congratulations to making it four years. Yes, congrats on that. That is a big Hashtag accomplishment. black love, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first, I want to know, like, why you don't think you're ready, but... I would personally have that talk with him. You guys have been together for three years, going on four years. I would sit him down and just say, hey, like, what do you think about marriage? Kind of bring it up casually to see if that's even on his mind. Because you may think that he's ready to propose, but he might not even have a ring. I mean, but what if they've, like, talked about it? Like, maybe that's why she thinks, like, they've talked about marriage and they've gone ring shopping. I mean... The conversation was probably, you know, I really love you. I want you to be with me for the rest of my life. You know, I feel like people have those conversations <laughs> in relationships. Like, yeah. So, what if they've had those conversations and, you know, she's like, yeah, I love you too. I love you too. But at this point in the relationship, she's starting to notice, like, okay, we love each other. But love might not be the only thing you need for marriage yes what you need money (laughs) yes hello need them coins okay so what i mean what what, your advice is have a conversation with him um do you like in that conversation do you tell him like i don't think we're ready for marriage like these are the things that i would like to work on before we got married or like what how does that conversation go yeah i think i would just say you know Um, How do you feel about marriage? I know we've talked about it and we picked out rings and I'm really excited. You are my forever, but I just want to make sure that we kind of have our ducks in a row first before we become, you know, husband and wife or a fiance Mm -hmm. um, for that matter. You know, just have like a small list of like, okay, well, I want to have $20,000 in the bank, you know, in a joint account before um, you say, will you marry me? Or I want to have, you know, just have some, like a checklist of things. And cause there has to be a reason why you aren't ready. And obviously this guy's your forever. If y'all been together for four years and you still love him mm-hmm. and you're still in it. So, I mean, I would have that honest conversation. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the conversation is needed. Um, I personally subscribe to the notion that Yes, you may have spent four years with somebody, but that might not be your husband. (laughs) This is Um, true. (laughs) So, I mean, because, again, and I think I said it on a previous episode, but I'm not sure if we have experiences with people for certain periods of time or if there is one person for forever. Like, I still kind of go back and forth with that. Um... Yes, I believe in marriage. I think that marriage is great. I think that if you can find somebody that you can stand to put up with for the rest (laughs) of your life, then that is awesome. But, you know, maybe just because you've been in it four years, that does not necessarily mean that that's forever. So I'll start there. But I also think that you do need to think about the things that are very important to you before you get into a marriage. Um, I don't think that anyone comes in, like the two parties come into the marriage and they're both at 
100% of who they are going to be. Mm-hmm. I do think that in a marriage, you're still growing with one another. You're still learning one another. But there definitely needs to be some basic things that you kind of know about the person. Um, do you get along with their family? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's very important. That's something that a lot of people that are dating miss. They don't necessarily think that they're dating the person's family. They just think it's them in the relationship. And I'm like, like I'm like, no, you are actually dating point. this person's family because this is now going to become your family. Absolutely. So as a unit, you all have to kind of work through those things and those family dynamics and all of that. Like, there's a lot that goes into a marriage. I feel like you can love somebody and be with somebody forever, forever, forever. The marriage is the business side of it. Mm-hmm. And... You have to go into a marriage, unfortunately, thinking of it as a business sometimes. Um, I agree. Because I think that you can be in a relationship with someone forever and not necessarily join on that end of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people think are going to think that I'm crazy. Like, as a single woman, like I feel like in my life right now where I am, I'm like the jaded single friend like <laughs> that you know, doesn't believe in love and doesn't believe in marriage, but that's, like, it's definitely not true. It's not true. Um, I'm all, I'm here for the love. I'm here for the real love. Like, Mm -hmm. it, and just because you, I feel like through my experiences, I've realized that just because you love somebody and you care about them, that does not mean that they are your forever. So, Mm -hmm. if you're not ready, girl, have that conversation for whatever reason. Even if it's you're not ready because you aren't ready for that forever commitment. Because I also do think that marriage is forever. Yes. Um. So when you get into it, it has to be. And maybe that's why I'm so like, you know, the way that I think about marriage is just so like different than most people would think about it because like it is forever for me and I want to make sure that when I get into it it's with somebody like I said that I can stand because like everybody comes with a little bit of trash (laughs) so like whose trash can I really stand to deal with the most exactly and that's not going to like push me over the edge and make me want to murder them (laughs) so (laughs) I think that you know a marriage is Somebody that's your best friend, like you love them, you care about them, um, but you also want to join as a legal entity with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're not ready, girl, for whatever reason, have that conversation. um, Because if it comes to it and he asks you, like, what are you going to say? Are you going to say yes? Are you going to say no? Like, so Lauren, do you think if if he does propose Mm -hmm. and she says no, is the relationship over? Like, can you come back from that? You can come back from that. If I were the man, no, I would walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that most men would. <laughs> yeah. But I do think you could come back from it. If you don't have the conversation and then he does propose, I think that you need to say yes. And then you guys need to go into premarital counseling. I mean, I think that they should be doing counseling regardless, but... I don't think you should say no. If you still love him and y'all are still living together and it's been four years and you love him and you think this is your forever, then I do think that you should say yes when he proposes because apparently you guys have picked out a ring at least, you know, so... Girl, I'm going to have to disagree. Really? Yeah, no, I don't think that you say yes 
to a proposal if you are not ready to get married. You may not be ready to get married. That's not saying I do. That just says I do want to say I do eventually. You could be engaged. I mean, for so two how years. long? That's my next question. How long <laughs> is an like? Is there an appropriate time for an engagement? I mean, I don't plan to marry. I don't plan to date anybody for a long period of time before he proposes. You know, like I'm not looking for like a four year relationship. Okay. I'm looking for like maybe a year, six months to a year. And then you want a proposal? Yes. Girl. I need him to know. Woo. I need him to know. That's deep. That is deep because <laughs> let me tell you, I just feel like if a man that I was dating, like we didn't know each other, like it, you didn't know him, like you just yes. met him, you guys started dating mm-hmm. six months to a year, you want a proposal. Yes. Because when guys know, they know. And when girls know, they know too. They know if something is not right. Okay. I don't know. If a guy proposed to me in six months to a year, I, I would probably be like, you are crazy. Unless it was somebody that like I knew before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like knew me. Because like I'm complex. I, there are a lot of <laughs> levels to me. And yes, in, six are, months, <laughs> in six months to a year, like I'm not sure that you have really experienced all those levels and know how to actually manage those levels so i just feel like you think you could definitely think that i'm one person but you only because like you haven't experienced or there there has been no situation that has come up in our relationship in six months to a year that you would have needed to see that side of me you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so i think that it takes a little while to kind of like you're still in the honeymoon phase. Like don't <laughs> don't ask me to marry you in the honeymoon phase. Like that's not okay. Unless, like I said, we have known each other and you know me as a person. Like you already know me. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to like date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, girl, okay. <laughs> obviously, but I'm everybody don't think four like years. me. Four yeah. years. No, it's like I mean, maybe she's just comfortable. Girl, what are you waiting on? <laughs> she might just be comfortable. <laughs> There's got to be a reason why she's not ready, you know? And she needs to figure that out and make sure it's clear. And then talk to him about it. Exactly. And you think that you can come back from an, a proposal, a, a proposal gone south. You can come back. A relationship can come back from that. Just know that if you say no, he may walk away and that's I, th- I definitely think that... No, I would say 98.9% <laughs> of the men that are in the world, even the men that I know, they would they would be like, okay, this relationship is over. It's over. Yeah. Their ego is bruised, and you cannot bruise a guy's ego, y'all. Mm. I'm telling you. You know what? That is definitely a word. That's, that is a <laughs> word for another day, okay? For another podcast. Right, for another podcast. Um, okay, I'm so happy that you came on today. And I had so much fun. Yeah, I'm glad you still sipping your drink. Yes, you liking girl. your drink. So thank you so much again, Lauren, for joining us today um, on 2988. Uh, Do you have any personal social media that you would like to plug? If not, go ahead and plug Call to Action again. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's call to underscore action and the website is ctaction.com. 
Okay, so she's saying no, she does not have any personal <laughs> social media I have personal. accounts that she wants y'all to follow. <laughs> Do not go looking for her, okay? <laughs> um, but we here at 2988 do have a few accounts that we would like you to interact with. So we are on Instagram at 29, that's of course written out, the number 88. Um, so follow us on Instagram. You can also search that on Facebook and like and follow us for updates. We are also on SoundCloud 2988. And then um, if you have an iPhone or iTunes or the Google Play Store, you can also look us up there to subscribe to the podcast. Um, again, Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was um, fun. Next week, we are going to be in Toronto. I'm taking a little bit of a girl's trip, so we're going to be recording from there. Um, Shouts out to everybody that's in Toronto this weekend, or actually last weekend, by the time you guys hear this, um, for Caravana and OVO Fest. You guys are super lit, and I'm super jealous. I'm so. super jealous. <laughs> Say hi to Bay for me, Aubrey <laughs> Graham. Hey, Bay. Um, but other than that, we are um, going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. 